Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest today is a very funny comedian, Kirsty Wiebeck. We talk about some of the great walkouts we've had from our comedy shows. We get Kirsty's reaction to Rebel Wilson being pressured into announcing her new relationship. And we look at some of the worst examples of rainbow capitalism, one of which, thankfully, turned out to be fake. That's one small step for podcasts. We are stripped down and ready to go. I'll never surrender. But I ain't spending any time Please explain. I'm going to. Okay? Kirsty, thanks so much for coming on the pod. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Matt, I know you've been around touring around the country, doing your own show, doing Melbourne Comedy Festival Roadshow. I was just in Townsville. I had a great uh, walkout up in Townsville on a Friday night. And before I tell you my story, you said off the pod that you have a good walkout story yourself from your own illustrious career. <laughs> illustrious indeed. Um, yeah, I, I only have one, uh, literally one walkout story, and I think it's a ripper. Um, it was during Melbourne International Comedy Festival probably four years ago, and somebody got up in the first five minutes, I'd say, of my show and actually went next door to uh, wonderful comedian Lewis Dow to his show, just barged in, <laughs> sat down in there, and he'd started his show, and the, the person who'd walked out of my show said... Stop, I'm going to go and get everyone a drink. And Lewis was like, what the hell? But so, so just to confirm, they started in your show. Yep. They left your show to go to Lewis's show next door. Correct. They've walked into Lewis's show just and then decided... <laughs> and then decided to just buy everyone a drink. Yeah, so stop the show right there because I'm getting a round in, right? And then... As he got up to leave to get a round in, he said to Lewis and the room why he'd left my show. So he's gone and gotten everyone a drink and then he's come back and then later on Lewis was relaying the story to me and he he did that thing, um, I don't know if you've done it before, I do it all the time, where you start telling the story and then you realise that it's probably not a story that you need the other person to know. Sure. So he starts going to me, yeah, that dude that left your show, he came in and he said, I... And then Lewis stops himself and he goes, oh, no, 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 sorry. I, I, oh, my gosh, I just realised I can't tell you. And I was like, no, tell me. And he's going, oh, no, I don't know why I would have done that. I can't tell you what he said. And then I kept going, just tell me, Lewis. But he, he's really like, oh, no, it was really offensive. <laughs> the and more that like, someone says I can't tell you, the more yeah, you're like, you have to tell me You've got to tell me now. Yes. You have got to tell me. And so eventually he goes, um, all right, look, I'm really sorry, but he said, I left the show next door because it was just a dyke telling jokes. And I was like, well, he's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, fair enough. I can see why you were worried about relaying that to me, but it's kind of what was happening in the room. I mean, was he reviewing the show for the age? Like, what? <laughs> He's like, just a dyke telling jokes, three stars. Yeah, that's a pretty good review. 
Um, my walkout story is I was just in Townsville on Friday night and I have learned since being in Townsville that it's a relatively conservative area. And I've got a bit in my show about how I think the Pope has the hardest job in the world because the Pope has to be a moral authority on issues despite the fact that his institution is full of sex offenders. <laughs> yeah, valid. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the premise of the joke. And it starts off by me saying it's a hard job to be the Pope because he has to come out and say, oh, we think same-sex marriage is wrong. And we're all like, oh, okay, cool. But aren't you the CEO of pedophiles? Do you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's a hard message to sell if you're the Pope. And, so, and that's how the joke begins. And it gets worse and worse and worse. But as soon as I said that line, this lady, you know, chats to her friend, whispers, grabs her bag, puts on the coat, walks out and slams the door behind her quite angrily. And I said to the woman that she was sitting with, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I offend your mother? And this woman said, uh, she's not my mother. We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> well, now have I offended her. <laughs> And I was like, you know, probably a good thing that she's already left the show, I think. If she wasn't offended before, she certainly is now. Certainly now. I can take the Catholic jokes, but to offend my age. (laughs) But it was just the... And everyone in the crowd was like, what have we just witnessed here? And I was having the best time because... That's never happened before on a show for me, you know? I was yeah. like, it's, you know, as a comedian, you get excited when something new happens. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Plus, you're like, I've got a new podcast. I need content for it. <laughs> well, this is the first thing I want to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, that's my walkout story from There's this so weekend. so many layers to it. I thought you were going to say that the friend then revealed that her friend who'd left was the undercover Pope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That would explain why she looks so terrible. I mean, she looked old, this lady. She's just ripped off a mask and done this big reveal and you're like, oh, no. She, I should have known. She did turn up to the venue in the Mobile, So that was... I should so have known. This was a gross oversight by you. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, I should have been able to predict that that was going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I was like very excited. It didn't happen in... I did four shows that happened on the first night and I was like, is this going to happen every single night? And yeah. then it didn't happen again and I was very disappointed. I thought I was going to walk out more Catholics over the course of the weekend, but no, unfortunately not. Word must have got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the um, on the Townsville Catholics Facebook group, <laughs> yes. there was a warning issue. <laughs> Please avoid this Jew. Just a picture of me with a cross <laughs> through it. <laughs> Mate, the reason, uh, one of the big reasons why I wanted to get you on today was because I thought I'd have an exclusive with you because I thought I want to get your opinion on the Rebel Wilson Sydney Morning Herald saga and then you tell me, oh, I've actually been on the project talking about this, I'm going to the ABC talking about this. But mate, this is the one where you can really tell us what you really yeah, think about yeah, this right. one. This yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, This is a viral scoop. <laughs> I like it. So for the people who might not be across this story, so but the basic facts are that Rebel Wilson has a new girlfriend called Ramona Agruma. Is that how I pronounce her surname? I, 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 even though I'm a part of the sisterhood, <laughs> I actually... Yeah. I like how I asked you as if you must know her personally. Yeah, I mean, she's she's <laughs> dating a woman, surely. Yeah. You went to school together probably, I I'm guess. Like, look, we did date for seven years, yes. but I'm still not 100% certain. <laughs> I never asked over that seven years <laughs> how to pronounce her surname. No, probably no. one of the reasons why we had to break up at the yeah, end of the day. Right. She we, said I was a bad listener. <laughs> So, so Rebel Wilson has a, a new girlfriend, Ramona Agruma, Agruma, apologies to Ramona. And she 
publicized this relationship on Instagram. But before she publicized that relationship, she had received an email from the Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Hornery, who wrote what I think is one of the most insane emails I've ever seen sent. And he, we know that he sent this email because he published it himself in the Sydney Morning Herald. This is what he wrote to Rebel Wilson. He wrote, Good morning, I'm a journalist from the Sydney Morning Herald. I was hoping I could get a comment from Rebel regarding her new relationship. While I realize Rebel's partner has not been mentioned as yet, I have several sources who have confirmed their status and I have enough detail to publish. However, in the interest of transparency and fairness before publishing, I am reaching out to Rebel to see if she'll engage in what I believe is a happy and unexpected news story for her, especially given the recent Pride celebrations. My deadline is Friday, 1pm Sydney time. Which is just sounds like a ransom note almost to be like, hey, uh, tell me all about your relationship or I'm going to publish because I already have the details. It sounds insane. And then Rebel, I guess, got ahead of the story. She posted it herself so that she had more control over her relationship, the announcement of her relationship, etc. And what I thought was the most insane thing is that after that happened, the Sydney Morning Herald then published this really like pissy article being like, you know, we knew about this story before she published it. And we gave her the option of having us tell the story, but she decided to do it herself. It was just the most bizarre, shitty thing. I'm interested to know what your stance is on gossip columnists and whether they have the right to be breaking news about people's relationships, heterosexual, homosexual, anything. Yeah, well, I think I think that's the crux of the matter. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, I I don't think it should be their role i mean i think it's a very outdated role uh, when i my first reaction to this was i can't believe we still have gossip columnists do you know what yeah, I mean yeah <laughs> yeah because when i was growing up it was a huge thing and i think because it was a huge thing it was entrenched in the culture a little bit like when magazines and newspapers were like the main sort of uh mode of acquiring any kind of celebrity gossip um whereas these days people follow celebrities on social media and a lot of our favourite celebrities and our favourite bands and whatever, we get the information directly from them now. Yeah. And the media has a bit of a different role these days to what it used to. So, I, yeah, I think it was surprising for me as well that gossip was still being peddled in the... Because I, I don't really read the paper. Yeah. I, I don't really read magazines anymore. I, it, it shouldn't be surprising, but I'm like, is is that stuff even that interesting or is there such a big premium is there any public interest in whether or not rebel wilson is gay straight bi does anyone really care that much yeah well i mean and should it just not be completely up to her whether or not she wants to share that personal information about herself yeah yeah and look okay i i think it's really easy when we're in our like little left wing bubbles yeah. and and whatever, and we're working in entertainment and that sort of thing, mate. I just spent a weekend in Townsville, so I've been out of my bubble. <laughs> Don't you worry about You're, that. <laughs> you've gotten me over to like uh, t- to reaffirm yeah. your little lefty bubble. You're like, I'll get my gay friend on the podcast just to remind me of what life can really be I like. Need to, I need to remember what <laughs> what my life was like before Townsville. <laughs> we'll put that big ugly mess behind us. Um. Yeah, I think it's really easy for us to uh, to lose sight of the fact that things like that, they are interesting to people. Mm. They shouldn't necessarily be interesting to people. Right. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking is that I understand that there is a public interest in the lives of celebrities. Yeah, yeah. But they, but I don't think the media should serve that yeah. interest. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing is that like um, 
if you're interested in what your favourite celebrity is up to, be it their personal life or um, their professional life, you're, you're generally following them on social media because yeah. you're a big fan. Mm. And for whatever reason, maybe when Rebel announces her relationship on Insta, you know, you've been following her for years and uh, she looks really happy and you're happy for her. Um, on the flip side of that, I think there probably are plenty of people that are like, oh, because queer phobia and homophobia, they actually do still exist. Mm. One of the arguments that Sydney Morning Herald made was like, it's 2022, it shouldn't matter if somebody's dating a woman or a man. And Which it's is, like, that's the most naive shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. That's like people who say we're now in a post-racist yeah. world where racism doesn't exist yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's very interesting uh, coming from you, aggressively white person, you know? <laughs> Like me, yeah, me standing there going, well, it's so nice that no one's racist anymore because I've never experienced racism. 100%. I remember a few years back a an aggressively heterosexual friend of mine. <laughs> aggressively, aggressively heterosexual. <laughs> that's, some way, that's such a great way to describe someone as heterosexual. Just aggressively. Aggressively. Really just, angry about all of the... <laughs> People from the opposite sex that they're having sex with. Yeah, d- yeah, just reeked of heterosexuality. <laughs> just smelled of Lynx Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Riddled in heterosexuality. Yeah, I remember them saying to me, like, isn't it cool that homophobia is a thing of the past? And I was like, how, what, what because you've never experienced it as a Have you been to person. Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I'm not, like, have you been to the CBD on a Friday night? Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Of course, you've never experienced it. You're you're a straight person. Like it's not it, it, it's not a lens through which you view the world. Yes. World, because as a queer person, it's it's something that's in the back of your mind sometimes when yes. you have a terrible experience somewhere or where people treat you a little bit differently to the other people around them or whatever. Like it's always in the back of your mind that it's like, oh, I wonder if it's because of how I look or or you know who I date or whatever. So yeah, saying. Having that as an argument, like it shouldn't matter that she's dating a woman. It's like, well, well, what was the scoop for you? Like it begs the question, like what, a, what was the big scoop? It's a self-contradiction then, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're saying, oh, this story doesn't matter. Yeah. Then why are you publishing it? And why are you giving such a strict deadline <laughs> yeah. on it as well? But the reality is that each and every one of us know that they wanted to publish the scoop on the fact that Rebel is now in a seemingly same-sex relationship and it's uh, hot off the press because, uh, as far as we know, she hasn't had one publicly before. Like, Rebel's a person. And this argument, well, they chose that career. They chose to be in the public eye. I it's hate like, that idea. She's yeah, not a politician yeah. where her credibility is really relevant to the job that she gets elected to do. Just because she yeah. is an actor and a comedian doesn't mean that yeah. every moment an aspect of her life is up for public discussion yeah and like and you know it it could be argued that anybody in the public eye i mean even a politician you know it's like they're in the public eye but they still have a private life like it's not called a public life the minute you become an actor or a politician or whatever yeah and you know there are elements of a politician's life that are put under scrutiny in many different ways um not just by the media and not just by us but you know, they have to do security clearances in which they have to declare any infidelities or anything like that in order to... Well, I mean, those are mostly in order for them to not be able to be bribed publicly. Yes. But um, is anyone not allowed to have a private life? 
Well, I think that everyone is entitled to a private life. I can't. Im- I just can't imagine a world where someone's sexuality needs to be publicly disclosed. So there's like a real public yeah. interest in people knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. And some people might have reasons that they'll never come out of the closet, and that's okay. Like, why do they have to be out of the closet? Mm. You know, uh, and we don't know what their reasons are. And we don't know what their relationships are with their people around them. We don't know how hard it is to be queer in their industry. We can just leave them and their sexuality alone and they they can tell you what they feel comfortable telling you. Yeah. When? If. If. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to ask your opinion lastly, just it's Pride Month and so everyone's talking about rainbow capitalism which is a, a phrase i only learned this week like i'd heard of the concept before but the idea of calling it rainbow capitalism i think is quite interesting it's do you want to explain what it is yeah sure so it's it's essentially around pride month every year um it, it also happens during mardi gras and other like major events um corporations get in on the fun with some tokenistic <laughs> gesture that really is just trying to get people to buy their products. Yes. Um, it's, can can it, I show you some of the favourite ones that I've seen yeah, so yeah, yeah, far? Yeah, 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 please do. I love your, it. I, yeah. think, I, think it's, I think it's hilarious. It's, it's terrible. In, it's, but it's terrible and insane and hilarious all mm, at the same time. Mm. These are just some of the favourites that I've seen. I collected some of my favourites. So this is a Bud Light uh, brand uh, of beer over in America. They've got a rainbow-coloured beer bottle and they've taken LGBTQ and used that to write the acronym Let's Grab Beers Tonight, Queens. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest, I I didn't know that's what LGBTQ stood for, so I was happy to be educated. Yeah, well, me neither. Um, (laughs) Me neither. And also the, um, the IA Plus as well wouldn't have fit in. Yes, Let's grab beers tonight, Queens, in, uh, in Armadale. <laughs> <laughs> and then the plus is like, that's a positive idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're on board. <laughs> that's so funny. They're like, we have to erase these people because they don't fit into our acronym. Yeah, well, we've got a slogan and uh, <laughs> in America. <laughs> in America, that's good. Just anywhere you are, we're all included. <laughs> it's, that is amazing. It's crazy. Now, this might be the best one. I shouldn't leave with it second, but this is, I think, my favorite one. Uh, so this is Kraft Mayonnaise, and they've called it uh, Real Gayo instead of mayo <laughs> is this this looks like a parody is this legit this looks like something that you would make if you were trying to make fun of yeah rainbow the, capitalism. yeah yeah my favorite is the um slogan across the top add pride to your next blt <laughs> i don't think anyone's eaten a blt with pride Did you know <laughs> With a thumping headache and a dehydrated status, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no one's eating a BLT with mayonnaise being like, I'm proud of my current situation, you know? It's always yeah. like, I'm very yeah. hungover, I need to get some calories into me. Yeah, yeah. Add pride to your next BLT, I, I love that. Do you know what though? This ad, Real Gayo, it makes Let's Grab Beers Tonight Queens look very sophisticated in comparison. It. I. I agree with that. It makes this look like, the Mona Lisa of yeah, <laughs> like rainbow real capitalism. Gayo, it, like real it's gayo. just such a long bow. Like 
Like Gayo sounds terrible. Like <laughs> awful. It yeah. sounds like it could be a slur. I reckon they would have looked that up. They would have been like, "Is that a slur? We have yeah. to double check." <laughs> it could no, be. No, Wikipedia says it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, like, not even not even the homophobes are dumb enough to use this <laughs> word. <laughs> Imagine just like yeah, you've got your mates around for. A, a barbecue. You're making burgers on the barbecue, and you're just like <laughs> extra gayo. Hey, yeah, <laughs> hands up for tomato sauce. Everyone having gayo. Like, but it, it's it also like it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Like it it sounds terrible. It's terrible to say. Just real gayo. Oh, it's awful. It's amazing. It's like how we used to call things gay, like yes. back in the day. Yes. Like you were saying before, before it sounds like a slur. It sounds like and something you would... And you can imagine you would, someone saying that. Like, like, like I, I could imagine a, a bully at school saying gayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you've got new trainers that have a bit of pink on them. Oh, yeah. gayo. Go, yeah. Like, <laughs> it absolutely sounds like a slur. But that's, um, yeah, real gayo. It's also described as smooth and sassy because, you know, when you think of the gay community thing, smooth and sassy. Oh, always sassy. Yeah. <laughs> This um this gayo will jazz up your BLT and it'll clap back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a real product. I don't. Th- I think it's fake. Is this fake? No, I think the gayo one's fake. No. Are you googling it now? So Sal is fact checking us as we speak. So the gayo thing is made up. I, I thought it was so. too good to be real. Because isn't that one picture of it? Wow. I, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great because I was just I was thinking before as well that I haven't seen that product. Wow, like okay. I haven't seen it during the rounds. Well, let's keep this definitely in the podcast because this is now just a good uh, lesson on how it's really important to research before you make a podcast. <laughs> and hopefully, Joe Rogan is listening because now he can see that it's important too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a teachable moment. Can I say if this is fake? Then they've done a great Photoshop on the image because in the background there's also other pictures of. Yeah, yeah well. they have. It's very comprehensive. So if this is fake, credit to the person who made it because they've put the detail into the fake picture. Absolutely they have. It looks great. If this is fake, and it might be fake, the fact that I think it could be a real product yeah. says a lot about the rise of rainbow capitalism. Well, 100%. Like, I don't think either of us were shocked yeah. by that. We were like, of course they've made real gayo. Of course there is an insane marketing executive at Kraft on a lot of cocaine who thought this was a fantastic <laughs> idea. Like, of course they thought that. I'm still not convinced it's fake. It might be fake. We'll look into it. But Well, I, I also like to think that if it is fake, that that's how far the joke about yeah. rainbow capitalism has gone. Yes. That someone has invested the time into making this product that it does look real. It, it looks very real. It's colourful as well. Yeah, it's great. My big question was, obviously the mayonnaise is not that colour, so it must be the bottle that's that colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that thought as well. Because the like, mayonnaise wow. would then mush together and just become yeah. like a glob of whatever colour it is. So I'm presuming that's just the colour of the bottle. Yeah, that would be amazing if they put those streams in like that. Like the toothpaste container, isn't it? Yes, it would be <laughs> an incredible invention. Now, this one, I'm sure this one's real though. <laughs> Sal, you tell me if this one's fake. So uh, this is from Hungry Jacks in Australia. They've gotten pictures of burgers and usually like the top bun is the round one and the bottom bun is the flat one and what they've done is they have now got a picture of a burger with two round buns and then another burger with the two flat buns oh and it took me a while to work out what was going on here same bun burgers yeah (laughs) 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 it took me a while i was like oh so that's the round 
bun is one gender mm-hmm. and then the flat bun is another gender. And it's like saying, hey, you can have the same genders in the same product. Sal, if this is fake, feel free to let us know. Sal's Googling this as we speak. If it is fake, we'll put a disclaimer in the podcast. But <laughs> my question to you, which one is female and which one is male? Do you think the round one is male or female? Well, oh. I've got my theories. It's <laughs> it's pre- it's pretty hard to say. I mean, they've they've also probably inadvertently excluded some of the uh, communities as well. Yes. You know, I mean, the LGBTIQA+, it's, it's not just two genders. We're yeah. raging against that. Yeah, they might um, not identify as either of these buns. Well, th- that's exactly right. So w- what they needed to do was have a third bun, perhaps with no buns. No buns. Like a third burger with no buns. Yes. Um, that's like when you go in and say, what's that, when you're on that diet... Is it the keto diet or something? With you no know, carbs. A, a bunless burger? Yeah, is yeah, what it's bunless called? burger, they yeah. a bunless burger. And it's like lettuce on, on the both sides. Um, but, I mean, I see what they're trying to do. It's, <laughs> but this is, this is probably also what happens, though, when you don't have a queer person yes. on the marketing team. Because <laughs> it's like pride's meant to be about all genders and all sexualities and... We've got a very binary image here. Yes. Uh, but it's good on you for trying. Good on um, you for trying. <laughs> Again, like I've, you know, I'm thinking about getting one of these, putting a bit of gayo on top and um, just going to town. <laughs> you're going to be so disappointed if gayo does turn out to be fake because you're so about upset. to buy it all out. <laughs> I'm going to go into Coles right now. I'm just going to go marching down the aisles. Where is the gayo? I was promised gayo. And if I don't have it, I'm going to call them homophobic. That's what I'm going to do. That's good. I think you should. Um, I'm going to be devastated if, it, if it's not true as well because it's very funny. It's an extreme example. Yes. Of the grasping at straws. And it could be real. Kirsty, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've got to get going now because I've got uh, some mayonnaise to, <laughs> to rebrand. <laughs> I've just had this brilliant idea while we've been talking and I, I think there's going to be a market for it. I can't tell you how it's going to taste, but it might be smooth and sassy. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> 